welcome to episode 14 of the Growing Up Gaming Podcast. I am your host and moderator, Mike. And as always, I am joined by the peanut butter to my jelly, Brandon <laughs> Walker. <laughs> Sorry, that, that was good. That one really caught me by surprise. Thank you. Uh, oh, man. I saw you were just about to take a sip, and then I also saw you <laughs> contemplate, like, I'm going to wait to take a sip, because I, I usually laugh when he says... <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what went through my head, and uh, I'm glad I did not take that sip. I would have pasted my laptop. A part of uh, me loved it. Yeah, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Would it be the first time you pasted your... <laughs> <laughs> and shan't be the last. <laughs> uh... Yeah, no, that was really good, man. Thanks, Welcome buddy. to this fucking way to start this Sunday fun day off, right? Sunday fun day, first time, Woo-hoo! first time. Uh, if you haven't listened to our Thursday episode, uh, this is the first time that we are doing the kind of two episodes per week. Hopefully, a little bit shorter of an episode, but equally as fun. The Sunday episode, Sunday fun day, as I think we're going to kind of refer to it, is we're just gonna let the hair down, talk about the shit that we want to talk about, and yeah. just have a really good time. Yeah, man, because you know what? Sunday fun day is all about squeezing out that last few fucking drops of the weekend before you have to slug your ass back to work. If you're lucky enough to work in a regular like Monday to Friday type of job. <laughs> For me, realistically, I could be working the weekend. Doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. But Sunday represents the last day of any job you're doing before you go back to work. And what Stri- you do stri- with that last day. Strippers have weird... Uh weird work schedule is it? it's true yeah and terrible health benefits you know uh, <laughs> my g-string rash is just out of control and they're not writing anything for it and kicking <laughs> off the episode <laughs> uh all right actually ready to know i do want to kick off the episode with something so yeah let's do it. not last episode but the episode prior we talked pokemon brandon walker mm-hmm. and my brother rob is a big big pokemon fan as we talked about in the episode and after he listened to the episode he sent over a few corrections and i don't think we would be doing our job as really really great illustrious news reporting reporters i don't know what are we brandon either fucking barbara walters in this bitch that's what we We are are pretty much barbara (laughs) walters so we wouldn't be doing our job if we did not kind of repent for our sins Mm -hmm. atone for our mistakes and <laughs> and with that we are going to go to a segment that we did i think in like the first one or two i think it was like the second episode but either way it's called re-rendered and pretty much this is we're gonna do re-rendered whenever we want to go back and kind of uh, yeah repent for our sins and make up for our mistakes that we did so <laughs> with that brandon let's jump over to re-rendered with some sick pokemon corrections All right, Brandon. So I have a big list of Pokemon corrections here. We don't have to talk about each one by any means, so I'll yeah, just yeah. kind of I'll, I'll breeze through them. I think All it'll right, be better rapid one. fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Okay, so this is what the text reads. You and Brandon are such Poke noobs. Corrections. <laughs> one, the anniversary of Pokemon Green and Red in Japan, not Red and Blue, which is worldwide. Uh, the Elite, it's Elite Four, not Final Four. I don't know how we didn't say Elite Four. We, I think we got to Elite we were, Four. We did get to, we did get Yeah, there. we did get to well, Elite Four. We but, did correct to that. We said, or at least I said, like, I remember, it was Green and Red in Japan. That's what that they celebrate. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we did get to Elite Four. But I think it's shameful we didn't know it off the bat. So. It is true. It's I agree. True. The, the <clears throat> max level in blue and red was 100, not 99. You don't Which then proven push... to be 250. Yeah, here. let's go. Uh, you don't push the bus. Mew was supposed to be under a truck by the St. Anne, um, which is the boat. But it wasn't. And obviously, yeah, we knew that. I think we alluded to that either way. Uh, yeah. Picking Bulbasaur is actually the easiest starter because grass is super effective to the first two gyms. Rock, which is Brock, and Water, which is Misty. Squirtle is the second um, because it's super effective only against Rock. And then Charmander is the hardest fires weak against Rock and Fire. Uh, sorry, Rock and Water. But I don't know. Whatever. I still haven't had too much. I think like with Charmander, you just get slashed. Bulbasaur still guess. sucks dick. He's true. He does still suck dick. Uh, okay, so while I've caught all of them, I chased down the different the different genders and forms, not shinies. Sorry, Rob. The only three shinies, Red Gyarados, everyone can get. A proper OG Caterpie, it's gold. And uh, Salamance, I don't know what that one is from X and Y. The rest, I, the rest I've caught with Pokemon Go and Sword and, Sheer, and Shield. 
Abra isn't useless. It has teleport, which can bring you back to a Pokemon Center. Okay, I, I see your point there. Yeah, uh, Red still Gyarados useless is... in combat. That's what we meant. <laughs> or what I meant, Red, at least. Red Gyarados is part of the, sh- uh, of the storyline in Gold and Silver, and it is the shiny of regular, before shinies were really a thing. Pokemon Trading Card Game is run by Wizards of the Coast, which is the same company that runs Magic the Gathering. And yes, it is indeed massive. Dungeons uh, for and the Dragons po- too, no? Uh, I'm Wizards not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. go ahead and yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, go yeah, ahead and okay, make any. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, Mew and Mewtwo are fighting each other, and this is in the movie. Um, in the original one, fighting its clone, Ash tries to stop them from fighting, and he gets put between Mew and Mewtwo and gets turned into rock. Then Pikachu and all the Pokemon cry to save him. Tears up. Uh, it's actually one of the. It's one. Of, that's like one of the greatest <laughs> video game like or like movie moments. If you don't cry, you don't have a heart. Yeah. Um, Pokemon is the highest grossing franchise worldwide larger than star wars disney everything else it has generated over a hundred billion dollars with only 22 billion dollars coming from video games that's so yeah that makes sense to what we were talking about with all the extra gear all the extra that they go shit. with that yeah. yeah crazy gotcha. um in pokemon snap when you throw the that thing i was telling you about so it doesn't make the pokemon shiny it makes them glow slash illuminate i thought that was the same thing i'm apparently wrong yeah i was gonna say that's a that's semantics at that point it's the same fucking thing <laughs> uh for kijiji nintendo games don't go on sale even on kijiji you don't find games less than 40 dollars all right whatever uh, <laughs> number 14 you miss pokemon diamond and pearl which comes in between leaf green and fire red and Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So Gen 3 Ruby Sapphire was the best gen, according to Rob. The lore in fourth gen or Gen 4 Diamond and Pearl is that Arceus, uh Arceus, yeah, I think Arceus hatches from an egg and when born creates Sinnoh. And Sinnoh region is where that like the new Pokemon Legends Arceus game takes oh, place. So Pangeus he's shit. like yeah, he's like the like the the king god. And then he also is the one who creates um he creates Diagla, uh, Diagla, whatever, and that's time. <laughs> Palkia, which is space, and Garantina, which is antimatter. So Jesus Christ, <laughs> like those... Pokemon! <laughs> yeah. it's like uh, you're gonna fight a write a holy text, basically of the creation. Yeah, yeah. Of so it's like king, king Pokemon. King Pokemon then creates all the legendary <clears throat> Pokemons, um, and then this the and like that Pokemon Legends game is going to be a prequel. And in the anime, there is a lot of scenarios when a bond between Pokemon and trainers grows so strong that the Pokemon accepts being caught without a battle. So going back to kind of what you were talking about mm-hmm. of catching the Pokemon. Now, okay, Brandon, I know we're not going to get into it right here because this can kind of spark like more of a philosophical debate. Yeah. But if Pokemon have the ability to kind of comprehend like self-sacrificing themselves. Yeah. Like, yo, how wrong is it that we're fucking putting them to battle and we're like capturing them in these pokeballs and like you know what i mean like Hell is that yeah, not man. against like <laughs> like when you like, think about it like think about the golden retriever like how many times are there where there's the golden retriever it puts uh, the family before itself and you've seen videos of like dogs trying to warn their owners of danger and actually end up getting hurt or even killed and and saving a family member and you're not you're not fucking throwing old yeller down into the dog pits to, to <laughs> battle it out for not even money like you know what i mean like well there is money actually i forgot about that it's it's money and experience but still yeah like you're not throwing that that's not going down but at the same yeah. time i'm also in a video game not like in real life i'm not going around shooting people leveling up my magic throwing abilities that's true it's that's a fucking true, video true. game like, i know i know i yeah. know that's true either way who knows we're, maybe we're, the pokemon like it that's, that's what true. they like let's just say let's just go with that they're cage um, fighters okay. they just want to be unleashed and fuck things up <laughs> who knows but yeah uh and lastly brandon the guard that blocks you from getting to saffron city he needs a drink water not tea uh to move coffee. this yeah, uh, this this could this could have been driven by ESRB. I think we talked about that. Yeah, one. exactly. So, we did because he was hammered yeah. in the Japanese one, and he was passed out drunk. And this one, he needed uh, he needed a drink to get up. Yeah. So whether it's yeah. water or coffee, depending on your version, maybe that's a red blue thing. I don't know. Whatever. Either way. So Rob <laughs> says, feel free to laugh at that on your next podcast, Robert. Thank you for sending over that that fantastic list of corrections that was um, good Rob. next time Thank next you. time we talk you know next time we talk pokemon i'm bringing rob on the show ambassador rob is gonna be yeah. the pokemon ambassador 
<laughs> just like anything, anytime, any form of Pokemon needs to go, I'll just get him to send like video clips or voice clips. Yeah, and I'll exactly. just like and I'll just and I'll plop them in, and, and we and we communicate around those voice clips. Either way, yeah, makes uh, sense. that's it. That was re-rendered. We had to atone for our Pokemon sins because clearly Brandon and I are fucking shit Pokemon masters. Exactly. But that's not... We're not here for Pokemon. We're here for the lols. So... <laughs> that's so, what Sunday Funday is all about. <laughs> that's it. So with that, Brandon, let's jump over to the first four where we will be talking about the Ooh. Outriders demo. All right, Brandon. So, like I just said, we are going to be talking about Outriders. Uh, for actually, let me sorry, rewind that there. Uh, first four is when Brandon and I we jump into a game. We are not going to be kind of playing the whole game, but just jumping in, playing around the first four hours, maybe maybe give or take. Usually give. Uh, I think we start <laughs> off with the intention of four, and Brandon ends up playing, or myself, we end up playing a lot more than that. But just more so wanting to talk about the early onset of a game, uh, or movie, or series, whatever it kind of is. But yeah, seeing if it is something that we should continue watching or continue playing. Uh, if you want to dive out, jump in, um, if you're going to buy it, all that good stuff. So Brandon, I'm going to pass this one over to you. You were the one who played Outriders. So yeah, take us away. Give us the story. and All right. All right, well, uh, so if you are like me, you didn't know what the fuck Outriders was. I had never heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. I've seen zero hype for it. Didn't know fuck all about it. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. Neither have I. So (laughs) randomly, I think it was literally an Instagram post where somebody referenced Outriders demo and like pretty cool or some shit like that. And I'm like, what's that all about? So... I ended up, I realized that Square Enix actually has published a game uh, called Outriders. And it's looking like it's supposed to be a, almost like a looter shooter type of game. Which, I'm like, okay, like, I've been burned by these before. Anthem. Uh, But still, (laughs) either way. So I have a lot of faith in Square Enix. And either way, I downloaded it. First off, I did have a bitch of a time. Logging in because Square Enix makes you log into your account, like a Square Enix account. I had to make an account too. It's so fucking annoying. Well, the worst part is because I think I made one for FF7 Remake. Uh, But the thing is, I think I just did the fastest option and clicked like Facebook as my login. But then (laughs) I didn't realize, I I didn't remember that. So I was trying all these different things. And then I tried to like recoup my password. And like, it it was a nightmare. Uh, took me about 20 minutes to actually log into this goddamn demo, but I was really determined and like I I had a bee in my bonnet type of thing. I needed to, to get in at this point. Eventually, I figured out that I did actually use a Facebook, which is an email that's not associated to me in any way, and that's a whole different thing. So uh, I did get in and I did start playing it. So first off, uh, this demo is not just like a typical demo, not like a like here, here's uh, three sections of the game and different parts of the game just to get you to feel it. This is the legit beginning of the game, the entire prologue, followed by another whole wide open sandbox area where there's, I think, three main, three or four main story missions and three or four side missions. And there's four different classes. And once you actually get through the prologue once, you can skip the prologue in multiple playthroughs and replay mm-hmm. all four classes that are vastly different and cool. uh, through all those quests just to get a feel for them. So when the main game does come out, you can be like, oh, I want to play this quest or I want to play this person. And also when the main game does come out, you can actually transfer all your progress from the demo to the main game, so they say. Because I personally, in my first playthrough, I probably put four to five hours into this this demo pretty on point with our first four and i can say astoundingly when i first started looking at it the graphics they looked good like you know for ps4 i'd say they were good it was i was playing it on ps5 so the graphics were a bit more polished and Mm -hmm. they were nice like i would say it was not even as good as looking as like valhalla or something like that but it was still a nice graphics uh, the load times were insane. Like, it was almost instant, which was excellent. But the big thing that got me was when I started playing it, and, like, the shooting and the combat kind of feels like Gears of War. Uh, 
but it, then it also has the Mass Effect kind of feel with the powers and like just different shit that you can do in Mass Effect, like for the combat. And then when I'm looking at the UI, I'm like, oh, this looks exactly like Destiny's main menus. And the way that they do uh, like gear and organization in that way. And then also through different parts, I kind of got an Anthem feel. But like the good parts of Anthem, which are few and far between. But uh, I just got like, like a zest, if you will. Like a sprinkling of the good parts of Anthem. So it's a third person sci-fi shooter heavily based in sci-fi uh what what it is an outrider is literally somebody that's an explorer it seems like they are part of the human race which makes more sense in a few seconds when i the way i phrase that and they are just exploring you know new worlds uh all that shit basically you find out that earth as we are now we're fucking it up earth is gone and people took off into space to try and find a new world and Enoch was the world that they found. So they sent all of the humans that they could fit on these long, long-term spaceships into space to try and go to this new planet. And you are the first part of the first group of people to land on Enoch to see if it lives up to all the expectations before you literally dump the rest of humanity that survived mm. Earth cool, uh, cool. onto the planet. You find out very quickly in the prologue that you lost communication or the, the ship lost communication with earth after 15 years into the journey, you've been traveling for, I think it's like 80 years in space, but everybody's been cryogenically frozen. So the other half a million people that are on board this spaceship are still frozen. And you are part of a very small team that lands on this planet, Enoch to basically explore it and see what's going on. So basically you, the prologue at the very beginning starts very slowly it's full personality. The characters are actually quite developed and they've really kind of shotgun you with, with trying to develop the characters, but not in a bad way. The voice acting's excellent and the character, the main character kind of seems like a sarcastic asshole, which I love. Uh, that's exactly my type of humor. And so you get to this world. It's very pretty, very cool. You see all these new types of creatures that Instantly, I remember the first time I saw one of these massive hulking beasts, I was just like, that thing could fucking kill me. And they're like, no, 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 they're cool. Like, they're uh, they're herbivores. They're like, they're not going to hurt you. And it just kind of lets you really enjoy this new alien planet. And obviously, because it's a video game, shit hits the fan real quick. You find out about, like, this, like, biohazards, and then there's these crazy-ass storms, and then, like, basically, like, shit happens to your whole platoon, you're kind of a lone survivor type of situation and something in the course of this uh, and like this incredible cinema scene really transforms you a bit. And I don't want to spoil that just in case you play it, but well, it, even though it's in the prologue, it's, it's like the it's, demo. it's the it's prologue. The demo the pro- no, Brandon, talk, yeah. you can talk okay. about it. Just, so yeah, either yeah. way. Okay. So either way you get stuck in this like crazy bio, like biohazard-infused storm that makes it seem like the planet is literally trying to kill you and get you away. Which then, to me, makes it look like, you know, this is the alien species that lives on this planet using its, like, environmental effects to fuck you up and try and kill you. It evaporates half of your platoon. You get hit, but it doesn't kill you. We're talking, like, Spider-Man, like, Avengers-style, like, you magically survived and now you have superpowers type of beginning. Uh, but everybody around you is dying from this like crazy black goo that's mer- like just ripping people apart biologically from the inside. You barely manage to escape with your life. You try to get a message back to the ship to say, don't land. The planet's going to murder us all. And you fight this mad scientist that's like, we can't stop it. Like we have to, it's now or never, we have to land. And basically while in this midst of this incredible chaos, uh, you're shoved into cryo, back into cryo, because this girl that uh, you met at the beginning uh, is, look, is one of the only survivors that sees you. Or once you get back to camp, is just like we need to save your life. We don't know what's wrong with you. You're gonna die. So they throw you in cryo until they can figure out what's wrong with you and save you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go into cryo, and now we're exiting the bit of the prologue. Basically, the main game kicks off. You wake up. By freak accident, somebody uh, wakes you up thinking you're something else, someone else, and 
it you just hit the ground running. Uh, you basically wake up 31 years later in a, well, post-post-apocalyptic, because Earth's already gone. Now, there's an all-out fucking blood war on this new planet where shit is going wild. You don't know what the hell's going on. You're getting thrown around by people. You don't know... You don't like you have no it really does a great job of letting you know that you don't know what's happened in these past 31 years, but shit has not gone anybody's way. And there's incredible uh, like backdrops and worlds with like just grotesque bodies being hung everywhere. And you just see like that whoever whatever side you woke up on is not a good side to be on. Like they're just they're just mad like they're crazy. And next thing you know. Uh, you get, you kind of get thrown out to your death, and like mm-hmm. some type of bloodsport style game, and you transform. Like your powers kind of awaken from the storm that you were caught in thirty years ago, and then you realize too that this has happened to other people that landed, and you are part of like something called altered. You are now the last outrider because all the other outriders died that landed on the planet, and you are also altered, which means you have like Mass Effect style powers which is so cool. And basically you're developing your gear and kind of a linear story fashion at the beginning. Like it's kind of like a KOTOR sandbox or like a, like a limited sandbox, right? You, you'll be given a map area one at a time or so it seems so far in the demo where you can explore everything, but there is like a kind of an end path where you have to go through to get to the next thing. Uh, and then as you get customed with the powers and it really makes you feel like a god, like unkillable, just so that you can really get a feel for some of the powers, you get a feel for like what the progression tree and the skills are going to be like in that in that tree. Mm-hmm. You get new gear, you get to, it really does a good job of showing you how there's going to be different weapon types, different armor types, different gear mods, gear mods that affect different powers. And then you can kind of see like a loose idea of what the build's going to be like. It's... Man, like the four, sorry, the four classes you can pick from as well. There's Techromancer, which is a long range support gadgets type of person, which I haven't tried. But then there's Pyromancer, who I did try. That was my first playthrough, which is a medium range conjurer of fire. And the crazy (laughs) part is that when you do damage to somebody that's on fire, you actually regain health. So you literally are just this monster summoning fire in massive waves, turning people into human bombs, blowing people the fuck up and like doing power slams and just creating massive fire rings. And every time those people take damage, you're healing yourself. So it's really cool. cool. Second playthrough, I went through as Trickster, which is close range, hit and run, space time messing type of person where you can literally teleport and create time portals where like... You can flash and transport, say, behind somebody and then summon uh, like a slow time type of area effect where everybody, including bullets and other projectiles, slow down around you. And you can actually like position people in there to get hit by other people's bullets and like just cause absolute chaos. It's so cool. And uh, (laughs) the Devastator, I didn't get a chance to play, who is the tank of the group, which is supposed to be a close range just tank. But I, I didn't get a chance to try him yet, which I probably like realistically after I did, I did the, the pyromancer proper. I read all the lore like there's an ocean amount of lore. There's a lot that the side quests were really cool. I did all of them right off the bat. They managed to get me kind of engrossed and make me feel like, you know what, like I'm kind of lost because you wake up 30 years later. You don't really know anybody. You kind of just feel like you're plopped in the middle. And then mm-hmm. like you might meet someone that's really nice and you're like, hey, it's nice to meet somebody nice in a post-apocalyptic alien world where filled with people with superpowers. And then like you kind of get really does a good job of drawing you into the character as somebody that seems like a normal sense of normalcy. So I was really into it. It's the story itself. Really cool plays out super well. The pacing is excellent. The art design is incredible. You fight uh, a couple different bosses or boss type people. And those boss fights are fucking hard. Like you'll feel like a god. Like this game is so easy at the beginning, but then once it lets you learn a bit, once you get into some of the harder parts of the game, like you will Mm -hmm. die, and it's hard. And this game is also built for co-op, so you can invite friends, 
you can do co-op missions together, get better loot, like kind of a Diablo style thing where the more people you have, the harder the difficulty gets, but the better loot that you get. And the loot does make a difference, unlike Anthem. And like when you get a couple different pieces of armor, you actually feel like you're more powerful and you look more badass, which really is what it's all about. Yeah. What else can you, what else can you ask for? Exactly. And like, it's just, I, I didn't know this game existed and I didn't know that I wanted something like this. I, I couldn't, <laughs> if, if I, even in an elevator pitch, like the loose shit that me and Mike talk about, I don't know if I would ever marry up Gears of War and Mass Effect as a as a combo that I would want to see but now that I've seen it I need it <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> it's uh it's awesome and like there's even craftable like they've talked about how you can do mineral collection and different types of um like item collection for crafting okay. so there's going to be a crafting aspect there's multiple weapon types like I saw sniper rifles machine guns heavy assault rifles uh sniper rifles i think i might have said that already uh just and then you have your backup pistols or dual pistols and just some cool stuff man like sick i i have to say i didn't know this game existed as i said before but by the time i finished the demo of the first playthrough i pre-ordered it and i'm it comes out april 1st i'm buying it i'm playing the shit out of it and the fact that i played for four or five hours in one playthrough like really playing it, like exploring everything. And that was what they gave away as a prologue. And they're like, this isn't even the surface. And then they show you a trailer at the end of it that shows you like all this other shit that comes and you don't even know what is going on in this video, which means <laughs> that like, that means that there's that much more that you haven't even seen yet. So this game, it even says, I think it's like a 30 hour story in the, in the trailer video at the end, yeah. once you beat it. So I'm like, yeah, 100%. I am actually so curious about the world and everything around it that I'm in. Like, I'm 100%. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, I definitely want to check it out. Like, I, I have it downloaded when you message me being like, yo, you have to try this game. Or, like, you have to check it out because, like, I had no idea what it was and, like... Like exactly what you said. Now I need it in my life. Yeah, I did download it. I am looking forward to trying it and playing it. I also think it's a good idea because, like, okay, so this is a full price game, right? It's a seventy nine yeah, yeah. ninety nine 70... Canadian game. Exactly. So it does make sense for them to release it where it's like, okay, here's a demo. Here's like the first five hours of the game that yeah. you can replay. You can try it. Um, and if they if they're like that confident in what they're made and all that type of stuff, like look, they it that demo did exactly what they wanted it to do for you, 100%. which is never hurt went went from never even hearing about this game to trying the demo to like not only buying the game but now like telling people about this game. Hundred percent. It's like I, yeah, I I didn't even know like especially for Square. Like when I play this game, I wouldn't have guessed that it was made by Square Enix. Like, so it's actually made by people can fly. People can fly with produce. Yeah. Is it product produced then? So it's it's developed it's developed by them and then uh, published by Square. Yeah. So oh, Square okay. like gotcha. but it is it is very much coming out under the Square Enix umbrella. Like I think gotcha. like they're they're promoting it that way. But yeah, Square would be the one that's like paying the money to kind of have it made and do all that. And then people can fly is the studio that's actually like making making the game and they're the guys and girls they're the people around uh bullet storm and gears of war 2 and 1 and and, and a lot of those gears games plus uh yeah Which makes a lot more sense now when you say that when i look at <laughs> like when i look up people can fly and i see that they've worked on a lot of gears of war titles that makes sense but they mm -hmm. managed to not get sucked into the whole gears of war cover shoot cover shoot progress yeah but but not yeah they but they got the feeling like that like from what it sounds like from you like they got that amazing that feeling of like when you shoot you're like yes like I feel the power yeah there's that the chunkiness to the hits of the bullets there's also the whole cover to cover running if you want but once you get your powers like once you unlock a bunch of them and you pop all th like you have all three powers that you can equip at a time ready to pop you could ride like just run into the middle of the fray no problem and just slaughter. And then like cover and shoot for for hiding while you recover, uh, cool, your, man. your like the cooldowns. Sorry, reset. Yeah, yeah, sick. No, I definitely want to check it out. I, it, it looks cool. I have it downloaded. I already yeah. went through the whole process of getting my like my uh, 
what's it called by id working and yeah. like i'm all logged in i i started the game and then i just had to like i had to shut it or i shut it off and was working doing other things but either way yeah and realistically we're in a dry spell like there's nothing coming out this month like i can't no no, no yeah, yeah i can't it's, think of anything so this is for a little bit yeah so this is the perfect month to catch up on any games you have to catch up on or you want to catch up on sorry and april 1st man april fool's day coming out hot just a a big epic fucking huge sci-fi looter shooter with friends that can also be really fun alone because i played it solo and i had a fucking blast which is great because there's so much lore you picked up so many collectibles so many backstories it's like mass effect level of of items and history on different planets so that's awesome i'm yeah i'm excited to check it out i'm excited to check it out for sure um awesome anything else that you wanted to add in here brandon for the first four before we move on uh honestly i think i i really covered what i wanted to like i i think i went over on some things i think i skipped over other things that i wanted to play but at the end of the day man this game is from the demo like the demo's free you got nothing to lose yeah, that's so, what I mean. If you have a PC, if you have a PlayStation, if you have an Xbox, just go download the demo. If this remotely interests you at all, for a hundred percent, go go and yeah. uh, go and check out the demo. And maybe you'll end up like me, where you now like need this game in your life that you didn't know existed. So, <laughs> and you can do it for free for now. And then, if you want to pay for it to see where it wraps up, go for it. Because I know yeah. I am. The the character design of the different like mancers, they look fucking sick yes i'm looking at them i'm looking at them now they look they look really cool yeah they're like demons from hell basically but you're still a person but i'm waiting to see you transform into some shit like that in the future yeah like demons mixed with ninjas and like fire and ice and and earth and all that type of stuff i'm that you know i'm checking this out it's it's wild it's like it's for something i didn't know existed just to see the detail and time and effort that went into it it's it's mind-blowing so Cool. Well, that's always exciting, man. That's like that's like the best case. You can't ask for that. You can't Surprise ask for Christmas. Much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever a game surprises you like that, you can't ask for anything more than that. So. Exactly. All right. Cool, man. Uh, so, Brendan, with that, let's jump over to Indie Love. Um, yeah. On Indie Love this week, I am going to be speaking about the wonderful jazz-inspired game called Ape Out. So, <laughs> let's jump over. I need... So, because I live a busy lifestyle, I don't often have the opportunity to sit down and play the big 70, 80 hour games. And I dedicate a lot of my time more to indie games. I love indie games. Um, I don't think enough people play these indie games. And I really just want to kind of shine a light for those who, again, who maybe don't follow the the scene too intensely. And maybe just want to, if there's something here that I can inspire you to check out or pick up, then then I've done my job. So on this week's episode, I want to talk about a game called Ape Out. Um, Ape Out is a game, so it's, I guess technically it's considered a beat-em-up, but I don't know if that's what I would consider it. Mostly because beat-em-ups are more of those like side-scrolling beat-em-up games. Yeah. So this one is a top-down game where you play as a gorilla and you are trying to escape a building. So each each floor is kind of the different level. And then as you're going through those levels, uh, you have to get from point to point. And as you are trying to escape the building, there are the guards that are trying to stop you. And the only thing that you can do as an ape is you can push. So you can like run up to a person and push them into a wall and they explode into kind of like a into into a, a pool of blood uh or or you can grab so you can grab people um you can grab people use them as a human shield for if someone's firing a gun at you if you grab someone who has a gun they kind of like wildly shoot and you can kind of take out other enemies that way and then you can grab things like doors and again just use those as shields um the game itself is cool for a few reasons one of them is the graphics so the graphics are very minimal um, it's again, it's that top down perspective, the floor and kind of like the floor is b- like black and the ape is orange. It's just kind of like an, an orange outlined and filled ape. And then all the enemies are white. So it's only like three or four colors. Obviously there's the blood, which is red. So again, very, very minimal in terms of that. But the kind of big mechanic that just makes it really interesting and really cool is the 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 soundtrack in the background that goes. So while you're playing the game, there is this really, really great jazz percussion soundtrack. 
And how it works is as you're playing the game, as you're doing things, so as you push someone into a wall, it hits a, a crash symbol. And it's kind of like as you're... <laughs> so there's not only like jazz playing and the jazz ramps up and the jazz um, ramps down as kind of more enemies come, less enemies come. So you get that like that jazzy feel, right? Like jazz kind of people go and, and you just and you and you just kind of play and you go with the rhythm and, and no one really has a set agenda and to listen to the soundtrack while you play and to hear it kind of dynamically shift in and alter depending on what you're doing in the game just makes it really really freaking cool i'm gonna obviously i'll throw a trailer into the into the show notes um give that a watch it's only a minute or two and you'll get like a real understanding of what i'm talking about turn the turn the the, the sound up um, and just sit back and enjoy and it's just such a it's just such a different type of game. I've never really played anything like it. The other cool part about it, and again with the indie games, it's something that I always love to see. But the game was actually only created by three people. Oh um, wow! Mostly, mostly created by one person. Um, so the the main guy, his name is Gabe uh, Cozillo. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. So he's the creator. He had really no previous game making experience. He had released one game prior to that, which he made in about six months and using this program called Game Maker, where it's like a like a, a drag and drop, like you can create games like that. And then he taught himself how to use Unity. Oh. So he, he downloaded Unity for free, which is a game creation software, taught himself how to use it with all of their amazing tutorials and created this game, which is freaking awesome. That's pretty uh, nice. And yeah, and then he ended up teaming up with a guy named Bennett Foddy, and Bennett helped out with more of the art and the design of it, and then they teamed up with Matt Bosch, B-O-C-H, and he is the guy who was in charge of all of the music. So he was the one who really drove home the the, the, jazz, the jazz soundtrack. I believe he made all of the jazz soundtrack, and, and wow. he made all the music, and he actually formally worked for Harmonix, um, like, the, like Harmonix, the studio that made Rock Band. And, oh, shit. Uh, okay. all yeah. them so he, he worked on yeah he actually was the project director of all of the dance central games hmm. and then he ended up i don't know if he left harmonics or if he just did this on the side but he ended up working with them to help create the game so between the three of them they made this really 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 cool game and yeah as you kind of do different runs the the maze always kind of randomizes so no two runs are alike and then each floor uh is based off of kind of like a different jazz album and oh, then okay. with with each section of the floor is kind of like a, a different track on that album. So again, it's just like it's really heavily inspired by music and by jazz. And, and, and for that reason, like I was obviously drawn to it. And then it's just really fun to fucking push people into walls and they explode into blood uh, as you run around as a cool orange ape. <laughs> and it sounds wild, like just for the way you're talking about giant ape i i brought up some of the art images too and it really does look unique and very cool but looking at these images when you when you're saying jazz that just adds like such such a yeah, fun layer so, i didn't it's know so could different. exist it's uh, so different and i would never guess jazz by looking at these images and like it's it's hilarious i don't know I, i'm really curious you know what so far pretty much every indie game you've recommended i have it sparked my interest. And yeah. yeah, Dead Cells definitely earned my trust. So, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'll add it to the list. But you know what the unfortunate thing is, Mikey? It's not on Game Pass, It's brother. not on Game Pass. It is. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. Also, it's only on Switch or computer. Uh, Steam, yeah. So it's on it's on both Switch and Steam right now. It is it's selling for its standard price. It's fourteen ninety nine. I uh, I can't remember if I bought it on sale, but either way, fourteen ninety nine. It's not a huge game by any chance. Fourteen ninety nine, I think, is a fair price for it. Um, if it is on sale, if it's anything like ten bucks, whatever, it's a. I would say it's an instant buy. Right now, it is sitting at eighty four percent on Metacritic. Huge. So pretty good there um and it was nominated for a bunch of awards so it was nominated for best visual design and best audio in the 2019 golden joystick award i need Ooh. Uh, <laughs> uh and then it won for audio achievement in the 16th british academy games award so yeah just just uh, an all-around a very 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 cool game very different so if you're interested in music if you're interested in monkeys then go and check it out and give it a shot because like i said it's a team of team of three people and 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 i'm and i support i support that style of game making for sure which yeah realistically like 
we who doesn't love an underdog? Like a small team coming together and making something excellent is it's just fun for anyone, realistically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's ape out, buddy. Yeah. Nice man. I'll have to uh, check it out if I get a switch or uh if it comes to a different console I can play it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, just honestly, Brendan, after yeah. after we finish recording, watch just watch the trailer. I'll send you the trailer right, um, and give good. it a shot. And you'll just be like, oh, okay, this is cool. This is cool. I'm it's like the it. crash The crash symbols just make it so good. You just feel so like, oh, when you push the guy into the wall and you just hear the tsh, and you're Oof. just like, yeah. <laughs> Even that now just makes me think of that. I think it was a commercial that had the Phil Collins like do 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 And it's the guy in the gorilla suit and he's playing yeah, it. Yeah. I don't remember what the commercial is, but that is awesome. A gorilla playing jazz or like music is hilarious. So yeah, boy, I'm into it. So yeah, man, that's it. Uh, All right, Brandon, let's uh, let's keep it rolling. So now let's jump over to Brandon's random review. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Now, it is time for Brandon's Random Review. This is the part of the episode, my personal favorite part of the episode, where <laughs> Thanks, I, pass the mic to, I pass the mic to the big man. I let his wings floor. No, not I. We. We, as a community. As the guggernauts. <laughs> we, we, we let his wings soar, and we let Brandon do what Brandon does best. I love the guggernauts. Yo, guggernauts is so good. It's Amy's hilarious. Gonna, Amy's going to hate it. I'm going to tell her after this, and she's yeah. going to be like, you guys are fucking idiots. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm ready for it. I also <laughs> just want to see like a guggernaut t-shirt where it's the juggernaut with like a TV for a head and two kids with like two controllers sitting on his shoulders playing. Yeah, That'd Brandon, it's coming, bro. Merch, yeah. merch, merch. merch is coming merch, soon. Merch, 2020. merch. <laughs> merch. <laughs> 2021, baby. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll kick it off. You know what? Sunday fun day. It's been a great week. It's been a great weekend, hopefully, for you. I'm going to try and give something a little bit more practical today. So I got two things on the docket for for today. Uh, The first one is definitely the smaller of the two. Realistically, uh, I'm an avid gym goer. I work out all the time. And as such, I have tried every single supplement known to man that's legal in Canada. So, uh, places like Australia and the States, you guys get shit we can't get. But either way, uh, this <laughs> one's a very basic one, and it's actually a new protein powder that I tried that was excellent. Nice. So, bodybuilding.com, massive website, no affiliation to the show. I've just been using them for years. They decided to come out with their own brand of protein powder. And if anyone that buys protein powder on a regular basis, for five pounds, this was $49. Compared to something wow. like gold standard, gold standard is eighty nine dollars, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, that's that's a good start. And it's bodybuilding.com, so like I know that they back up their products. I've had nothing but great customer service uh, experiences with them for the past probably fifteen, maybe twelve years that I've been avidly using them. And I bought it, tried it, and I <laughs> first thing I noticed when I opened it opened up the container the protein powder itself was probably the finest i've ever seen it's it's insane like it's i was blown away by how <laughs> fine and like smooth and not chunky the powder that, was that that cocaine's yeah which like <laughs> most of the time when you open a protein powder you get like little clumps or not even clumps but like things that clunk together a bit like Just this shit chunk. was perfect it was like the finest grain finest beach sand you could ever have uh, and I tried a chocolate flavor, uh, or their chocolate flavor, sorry, and it mixed well, it actually tastes great, and it's a blended protein. I'm pretty sure it's, from what I remember, I can't remember the exact types, but it's derivative of three different types of digesting proteins. So much to like a Jim Stepani's type of uh, designer protein where it's meant to uh, have like fast-acting proteins and proteins like casein proteins that'll last longer over periods of time. So either way. Really good, easy, like cheap, cheap protein that's really good and actually tastes great and doesn't give you crazy acid reflux, uh, like some shitty ones I've bought in the past. So for the exercise person or for the person that's interested in protein powder, boom, there you go. Give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? 50 bucks for five pounds is unbeatable. There's nothing cheaper, I've found, at least. And it's excellent. Next... 
the final item of the day. Yet again, another practical one. So in my basement, basically, I have kind of a, a dedicated gaming zone area where I've got my nice sound system, I've got my great like gaming couch, and I had a 15-year-old odd TV that was complete trash. So about three, four months ago now, I managed, or I decided to upgrade my TV, which I really wanted something good, obviously. Who doesn't? But at the same time, I didn't want to spend a lot of money. Because uh, you could obviously go for like an OLED TV, which are like $2,000, crazy expensive, and... I don't have that type of money just kicking around. So I wanted something that was good. I didn't need to go huge because of how tight the space is. Like it's purposely really in engrossed because it's supposed to be for immersive gaming. So I'm already sitting pretty close to the TV. So 75 inch would just be unseeable. It'd be like being in the front row of a theater for the whole time. So realistically, I was looking for 55 inches. So it's a really good price drop there. So basically, I wanted something that was great and as cheap as I could get. And TCL's 5 Series TV was what I decided to go with because TCL just came out with their 6 Series TVs this year and as such has driven the price down of the 5s down even even lower. I ended up picking up for, I think it was 500 bucks on the nose, and which is ridiculously cheap considering that the new version of the exact same size, the Model 6, is $900. Basically, for if you're a gamer... And if you're listening to this podcast, you probably like gaming. And if you are someone listening to this podcast that doesn't give a shit about gaming and you just like to hang out with me and Mikey, it's also great for movies and TV shows, obviously. It also has the, the Roku platform on it, which I had never used before. didn't know what it was. But it's a different type of streaming service that is integrated into the TCL TVs mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then comes with a Roku app on your phone, which the fun feature that I've actually used versus other ones that are fun that I've never used is that if you search a movie title on the Roku app, it will show you where that movie shows up or TV shows up on on the platform. What I mean is, is say you search Terminator 2. It'll show you that you can stream it on Crave, Netflix, Amazon, or any other uh, app that is associated in the Roku branch. So if you subscribe to a service, like you click on, say, you can watch that movie on Netflix, you click on the Netflix one, boom, links to your TV from your phone and starts playing it from Netflix like right there. If you don't subscribe to that service, then you're shit out of luck, but at least it tells you what service you could have watched it on. Which, because oh. half the time, like how many times have you been wanting to watch a movie and you know you saw it on one of your streaming platforms, but you don't know which one? So you're doing a search through like six different ones or someone else is doing a Google search to see where you can watch it. At least with the app, you just type it in and it's there. But I'll digress from that. Either way, this game, uh, this TV has a dedicated gaming mode where it actually uh, upreses uh, different settings that are specific to gaming that actually make it one of the higher rated TVs for gaming as a whole. And it was actually on IGN's list of top five best TVs for gaming in 2020 until this the Model 6 came out and beat it. But if you're trying to save money, you could save like 400 bucks buying last year's model, which is the Series 5. And I've been playing on it for like three months, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm really happy with it, and pretty much that's that's all I got, really. Like I said, <laughs> this one was uh, a little bit more practical. Like, you know, I do like to keep it fun. I like to do lots of random shit. But these two I've been mulling over for... They've actually been on my list for quite a few weeks now, and I even debated doing them. But, you know, who doesn't like a little bit of practical practical shit yeah. every now and then like i said you want to save some money you got to upgrade your tv you don't want to break the bank man 500 bucks for a 55 inch tv that competes with my uh, so I, to put it in perspective i have an lg tv that is double the price upstairs and this one looks better for gaming and really in most movies it's at least comparable if not better in most regards so nice. i think it's pretty fucking good Obviously, if you got money to burn and you want to go buy an OLED, nothing's going to beat it, so don't even try. But if you want to <laughs> save money, check it out. Protein powder tastes amazing. It's insanely fine. It still blows my mind. It's like, it's just, it's, it doesn't make sense how finely grained it is. Go, and the taste is... Right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Uh, so chocolatey. Uh, it's like Cochocula crack. But yeah, it's uh it's great. So, you know what? That's my random review for for this week. 
Nice. Yeah. All right, cool, man. Yeah. Well, Brandon, Sunday fun day. Sunday Has fun day, bud. Sunday fun day is adjourned. Yeah. My dude. <laughs> there you That's go. It. That was a good one. A nice quick, nice quick in and out. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, for all of our listeners, again, thank you for stopping by on this beautiful Sunday or whatever day that you guys are listening on. As always, we are Growing Up Gaming. Uh, We will be coming to you every Thursday and every Sunday, kind of the the A side and the B side, if you will. And you can always find us over at Growing Up Gaming on Instagram. And if you have any feedback, if you want to be featured on the community shout out, please send us an email at what's up at Growing Up Gaming. And that will be the best place for you to find us. And yeah, I think that's it, buddy. Yeah. You know what? Episode uh, 14. (laughs) in the books yeah uh and uh, all right Brandon, i can't believe it's 14 already now we're with these two weeks we're gonna be we're cruising through this hell yeah man we went from like not a teen to now we're like deep in teen like no. shit <laughs> <laughs> that sounds gonna way be, too wrong <laughs> gonna be driving we're gonna be driving soon yeah uh, you know what you know what next week we will be by uh by 16 we'll be driving so that's let's good do it. All right, buddy. Well, either way, that is it for Grown Up Gaming. Like Brandon said, is episode 14. Um, so, Brandon, why don't you take us out of here so we can uh, we can head on out and enjoy the rest of our day. Sounds good, buddy. Well, apart from that, I hope you enjoyed the, the two-parter. I hope you kind of enjoyed this Sunday fun day fast and loose type of uh, thing. If you do, hit us up. Let us know what you think. And definitely tune in next week for some more random shit and news. So yeah, I think I think next week, Brandon. I think we're gonna let's talk about uh, the fists of the dead gods or whatever. The oh, the uh, curse of the dead gods. The curse of the dead gods. Yo, it's okay. So me and Mike I, I, both I, picked it up. We, yeah, it's a it's another roguelike. It's a it's like the the unholy Perf- infusion of like dead cells, Hades, uh, a bunch of other different roguelike mechanics all pumped into one so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so it's, it's good it's good it's so, i have my gripes we'll, we'll talk about yeah, it yeah. next week and we'll, sorry we'll you've, you've yeah i've only played like an hour or two you've played a little bit as well so we're gonna try and get to it this week and we'll let you know what we think next week yeah right? i think i'm roughly around where you're at too like I, i've beaten the it's been about one or two hours maybe if that yeah um but it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's no Hades, though. It's no Hades. <laughs> so that's 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 gonna. Be, I have questions about that too, because I still can't play Hades because Super Giant won't release the fucking game on a console I can play with. <laughs> but either Switch, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, but all we'll right. we'll discuss it all. I think a little bit more next week. So. All right, sounds good, brother. Yeah. All right, man. Well, in that case, everybody, thanks for stopping by. <laughs>